0: Hey
1: Hello doo doo. Does anyone like that song?
0: Yeah, it's fun. Have you ever seen the real like the real episode of Sesame Street? And he starts like jazzing out and then the two girls that were going do do you know they look at him like what the fuck are you doing? And then he goes back to like he gets embarrassed. I haven't seen it. Oh well, then you don't know it.
1: You were too. No. I know the song. I know th- I know this. I didn't. Yeah, even... but you
0: don't know this. You don't know the real thing behind it. You just know the pop cultureized version that you're railing against because it's too known.
1: <laughs> I mean, I was just trying to make a noise, and you were spot on with inserting that noise into that song, and then that made me feel like a piece of trash. So um... now I'm rebelling against that song.
0: It's sad that it makes you feel like a piece of trash. Well,
1: I didn't like that. I didn't know where it came from. Ses- uh, look, the fact that you told me it came from Sesame Street, it softens my stance on it a bit.
0: Okay. It might have been from the 80s, but I think it's, you know, it's like when Sesame Street was still start what it started out to be, which was like... Yeah,
1: back when Saturday Night Live was cool.
0: No, but for real... <laughs> <laughs> if you look at the difference, the shiny, crisp, clean Sesame Street that is happening, it's like all polished and pretty like the set is a lot Why? that's prettier. reflective
1: of the times gentrification came in and cleaned up Did. Sesame Street the original set which was unheard of for the time was movie quality it's an artificial but lifelike patina of urban decay it was all Told over you. yeah and then the, the set today lacks the signs of use, wear, and damage that uh, uh, that cities still show Live. maybe it's in Tokyo Maybe Sesame Street has been transplanted to Tokyo where everything does look like that. I guess. Where it's as clean as could be.
0: It sucks because what they've done, it used to just be, this is the reality of kids' lives living in a city. You know, it isn't always pretty. Things are old. Look at these things they're doing and these friendships that they have with, you know, Gordon and whoever that live there. You know what I mean? Instead of it just existing the way that kids exist.
1: I think that's the big thing is making a point of it. If you just show yeah. things right, as being, it's like, all right, that's just the way it is. And it doesn't need to be. Because the moment you say, look, and you make a point of it, it plants a seed. And then uh, at some point, the kid questions, why is this something that's being forced on me anyway? Is it, right. is it different to begin with? Right. Kids will just accept it. Like, oh, I don't know. That's They don't think about Absolutely. it past
0: that. I I feel like it's like if any time Ellie is playing with a kid of a different race, if I was like, good for you, Elliot, like you're doing such a good job being, you know, friends with all types of different people, then all of a sudden it's in her head like, am I doing something right by doing this and not doing that is wrong?
1: It was it was jarring for me. I remember because one of my first friends, his parents are from Ethiopia, you know, so he's black and we were just kids in preschool. And, like, the first time it came to light that some people were nasty to him because he was black, like, that was jarring. And I didn't understand that. So I guess there's teaching that needs to happen because this does still exist.
0: Yeah. It's gross.
1: Well, you know what's gross? What? The old Big Bird.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. How did he look before?
1: He looked disheveled.
0: The, the shined up Big Bird has been that way basically since the beginning in the very beginning he wasn't like that in the very very beginning, that's what i'm talking
1: like, about the very 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 beginning big pilot. bird pilot, where his his head is the size of a peanut and his beak stretches out for six feet it was the proportions were off i think what's yeah. going on he really was a bird brain then there's like no room in that head for a brain can i do it now yeah that's your cue
0: Welcome to one topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher.
1: My name is Greg Russ. This is actually the first time we've played the theme live. Usually, we just start the show, and then I add it in in post. And it I th- like that
0: you played it live. It feels
1: nice. It threw you off, though. You didn't even know when your cue to come in was. Well,
0: I, I did know when, but I didn't know if I was supposed. To, I was. I thought maybe. I was worried that we were going to do like a reverse of what you just said, which is like play it, and then we'll add our stuff on top of it later but it's not <laughs> just making sure <laughs> do you want to do it again
1: well let's see here's when you come in it's pretty simple let's see if oh you... i know when to come in let's try it again
0: yeah all right welcome to one topic no
1: no, we... no that's too soon that's too, too... What soon you... yeah that's too soon you
0: were all right, let's go I'll wait. all right let's go i got it welcome to one topic, No,
1: no no we... no you i could hear you breathe <laughs> And and you're you're just a hair too early.
0: Too early. Okay. One more time. (laughs) Welcome to one. No, no, now you're too late. Too late. All right, let me. (laughs) All right, I'll split the difference. Then
1: let me set it up for you. All right, I'll give you one more chance, and then I'm gonna. All right. Welcome to one yeah, topic. Too, too late, too late. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. I didn't mean to clear my throat on mic. Usually I'm good at muting, but my my hands are busy with the You're fader ready. and the button for this and it's cleared. that's a very unprofessional. Welcome to one topic where it's we too stick late, it's too late. to one. Off, one to. No, it's, I I put it together every week. I know where it goes. Let last... me tell you
0: where I want it to go. Can I just, can I do it okay, where I want it to do go? Okay, you can do
1: it. That's not going to change. Right, where I
0: feel like it really should go.
1: Because if you start doing that, then it's going to go back to the old model. We can't just change it up 180 episodes in.
0: Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. That's, that's too soon for you.
1: I think that's too soon. Yeah. I like to establish a bit.
0: Okay, I like that. T- I don't mind that. right there welcome to what
1: a- oh, no you were right you're on i'm gonna
0: do it that's awesome
1: but i was li- listening i i know i i understand your mm-hmm. instinct and in starting it early and that's not wrong and i don't i want you to know that i don't think it's wrong i think at I, this I don't point, think
0: that you think it's wrong it was just, just established
1: different. this has been established and that's what i'm going off of and Got maybe right. if we were to start this over i'd say yeah that's a good spot for it
0: how about you point at me when-
1: Oh, you were actually waiting for me to point. I thought you had
0: yeah.
1: it. Okay, last time here. It we doesn't go. feel
0: natural where you want it, but it's fine. It's I'm sure it sounds. It sounds.
1: It's very natural.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just it doesn't feel natural. Tell me when.
1: So this that's that's the setup, yeah. and then this establishes. Welcome to one topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher,
0: and my name is Greg Russ.
1: And this week's topic, usually that's where I take it and I start to introduce the topic.
0: Oh yeah, I knew that.
1: Oh, no, I didn't think you were going with it.
0: Oh, should I have done it? Because I was Greg Russ.
1: All right, whatever. You've watched uh who framed Roger Rabbit <laughs> the other day with your kids. Yeah. That's what happened.
0: <laughs> Ugh.
1: You showed so you showed it good. You showed it to the kids. Ellie got into it. Pete got bored.
0: Well, he gets a little scared.
1: And he got scared and he ran away. Yeah. And it's a
0: lot of talking. It's a lot of, you know, even Ellie didn't understand totally. She was like, why is that person dead? Why? Why? Who? Why? Why? And it is hard to follow Like, even as a little kid, I don't, as a kid, when did it come out? Um, I remember I had a who framed Roger Roger, who framed Rob, (laughs) who framed Roger rabbit lunchbox. I remember being at the Kroger, getting the lunchbox before school started back and uh, I got that lunchbox, and I thought it was awesome. Eighty-eight, perfect.
1: So you were younger than Ellie. You watched in the theater.
0: I did see it in the theater,
1: and you probably got all of it. You you picked up on every nuance, every joke. You followed Maybe the plot. Maybe not every
0: joke. Booby you were, trap.
1: You were turned on by Jessica Rabbit, which is. I a,
0: did look at both. Of, I did. I did try and watch both of them when that part was on <laughs> to see.
1: What were you looking for?
0: I don't know, just their reaction.
1: Oh, you're watching like the kept, kids.
0: Yeah, I was watching the kids. See, so like, what? What do you? What do you? What does your little brain think of this?
1: And what happened? What did you see? What did you document? Pete
0: went. Pete went. <sighs> <laughs> and Ellie was just watching.
1: All right, so you you watched the movie.
0: Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about. I was excited to see Christopher Lloyd. Obviously, I knew he was in it, but I don't know. It was just. Watching it as an adult and thinking about Christopher Lloyd, and I just was thinking, I wish I knew more about Christopher Lloyd. There's a lot of care there's a lot of people that we know, a lot of celebrities that we know a lot about, a lot of actors and things. And he's just from that class of actors that we just don't know anything about. Like we know some we know the movies, not every movie, but we know a lot of the movies. A shitload
1: of movies. I was looking at his filmography and television. And theater. Like this guy has been in a lot. And it
0: makes sense that he started in theater.
1: Yeah, of course it does. Christopher Lloyd is one of my favorites. I had a yeah. scream name back in the AIM days. Uh, it was Christopher Lyod because somebody already had Christopher Lloyd. So I had How do you
0: spell Lyod?
1: L-L-Y-O-D instead of L-L-O-Y-D as oh. it's properly spelled.
0: <laughs> Lyod.
1: Christopher Lyod.
0: Maybe if it was the double L like in Spanish, it would just be like, Yad.
1: I think one of the things, obviously, is Back to the Future, but it's strange. I liked Back to the Future. That's what put Christopher Lloyd on the radar for me. But the thing Mm -hmm. that cemented it, and I'm somewhat embarrassed to say, was that Dennis the Menace movie.
0: I love him in that Dennis the Menace movie. Because he's
1: amazing, and he brings everything to that movie. Some actors you could see phoning it in, like, what the fuck? A Dennis the Menace movie, which... I, I think you should bring your all. If you're going to sign on to a movie, no matter what it is, you had the choice. Nobody forced you to be there. You should do as best as you can and yeah. and not half-ass it. And it was the first time I think in any actor, for whatever reason, I noticed and, and I took note of just the small things he was doing that made that part even better, even like facial expressions and things he mm-hmm. would do subtly with his eyes. Um, it really, it, I don't want to see, I would say I was blown away because it, it didn't hit me that hard. And that would be quite the exaggeration. But uh, I, I noticed it and I thought it was cool. And Right,
0: like it was significant for you.
1: Yeah, it's like, oh, Maybe. wow. Act, because before, I don't know what I thought in my head. That acting was like Macaulay Culkin just acting on screen like a stupid, spoiled brat. Like if I would think about being an actor, especially I guess because I was young and around the age of Macaulay Culkin... Uh, it's like, yeah, I would just go on and I just be myself and I deliver the lines and I would be a little smartass. And yeah. the art of it never registered in my brain until uh, I don't even know the I don't even know the name of the character. I should have looked that up. In did uh,
0: he have
1: a name? Yeah, just the hobo man who yeah, came to town. Yeah, just
0: the traveler.
1: <laughs> what you eating there, sport?
0: Uh, apple.
1: I, that scene in itself and the way he stabs the apple with a uh-huh. switchblade. And when he takes a bite of it, and the look on his face—it's
0: real juicy—and he looks at the kid, like it's good.
1: <laughs> I, I like that he just came to town to cause trouble, and Dennis the Menace, and it's
0: just moseying through town, looking the way he looks.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess like you—no,
0: no, no attempt at subterfuge.
1: I guess you had Walter Matthau in that movie, Matthau, yeah,
0: and Lily Tomlin.
1: Yeah. So there was a decent. Uh, Leah Thompson,
0: Leah Thompson, who's Lily? Tom- oh, Lily Tomlin is not the right one. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, her, whatever.
1: Let's see, what was this character's name in this? Uh, uh, it, right she now, she hot
0: in that movie. I felt like she was sexy. Leah, yeah,
1: yeah. I guess she's sexy. She wasn't, not sexy. Yeah, it just never just struck me. You think of me. her
0: as Marty McFly's mom.
1: Yeah, I think that's what it is. Even though she was young at that point, I think of her as the old mm-hmm. mom. There was so much with influence
0: the big, with the big chest plate in Las Vegas.
1: <laughs> it was still, it was still Hill Valley. Oh, okay. It was just he had opened a casino because he owned the town.
0: Oh, it was. I don't know why. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get into the. That's number two. That's number two. Yeah, I was really. I was more into really the third, the the Western one. I liked that one the most.
1: All right. Just going back quickly. We'll get to the back of the future. Switchblade Sam was his name and Dennis the menace. I don't think it's said at all in the film. Okay. He did have a switchblade. He was credited as switchblade Sam. And I would (laughs) watch that movie over and over for that performance.
0: It's interesting. Like we talked about in our early episode of, you know, the home alone movies where, a movie like this is sort of slapsticky um it's it, it's got a ton of kids in it uh it's for
1: kids I mean there was an appeal to an older audience I guess because Dennis the Menace has been around forever but it was for kids with the idea that oh parents are also familiar with this character so they'll they'll be more inclined to see it
0: sure but I just feel like um the way that the movie I guess, was acted or executed by, you know, either editors or the director or the screenplay or something. I I can't put my finger on what makes a movie like Dennis the Menace still really good uh, versus something like Home Alone 3. You know,
1: you know, because we and you were already going down that path. I thought when you when you set this up, we were talking about The acting that goes into it, uh, notably by the adult supporting cast who commit themselves fully to the role.
0: But even in Dennis the Menace, oh, no, it's Baby's Day Out. Okay, in Baby's Day Out, right? Like, that has um, Cynthia Nixon. And she's a great actress. And it has that other guy. um, uh, He was in... um, Oh, my God. He was in that movie with Brendan Fraser and Steve Buscemi and Adam Sandler, where they play like the the band that's trying to get their song on the air. And the DJ is a jerk. But then, oh, it has Michael, Michael McKean in it.
1: You've completely lost me. I don't don't even know. I don't know. Baby's Day Out either.
0: Well, what I mean is that it's like it has there are really bad, stupid movies that have good actors in them but it just turns into this like i don't know like it's just stupid movie <laughs> I, can't, a, I can't like i a, said i can't put my finger on review. why
1: it's I, I like the idea of reading a review in print it's just a dot 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 stupid drawn out with a bunch of use.
0: yeah it's <laughs> stupid
1: repeating vowels is stupid because especially in the word stupid but in general how
0: about o s t o o o o sure you can do that for effect
1: if you want but when people draw things out and if they spelled stupid and and drawn out s t u p p p p p p p no because that's no i don't like that either you draw out the vowels that's where you can draw this out or a th i guess you could
0: unless you draw out every letter like if you want to tell someone someone if you want to say little you want to say like little draw out all the i's or if you want to say he's really little, you say like L T T Double soft
1: consonant could work, a hard consonant, no way. But what a review you gave. Okay, great. I
0: I know, I'm sorry. Like I said, I can't I can't figure out what it is. But I just it's like you know it when you see it. For some reason, well when you have to have the room.
1: You have to have the room. Like some movies are written so stupidly or the characters are so one-dimensional. That there's no time to even That's explore true. anything. And then because you have actors. it was who,
0: dimensional. Yeah, you're right. Like the kid, the people in Dennis the Menace did have dimension. It wasn't like, except for Christopher. Well, even Christopher Lloyd's character maybe had, he had dimension. dimension.
1: He had this whole backstory. Yeah. We didn't know. There was a lot of mystery. and
0: Switchblade Sam. How did he get the name Switchblade Sam? Where did he get was, the Switchblade from?
1: There was no time to explore it, nor did we need to know how he got to that point, which became a trend later on. It's like, why is the bad guy bad? Let's take a look at his backstory. Right. Let's see how he got. We don't know how he got there, but he's there, and there's a lot for, to draw on as an actor at that point. It's like, I don't know, I have this whole life, and it's gotten me to this point where I'm roaming around towns, and yeah, I, I'm leaning into the fact that I'm a scary figure. And I'm and the kind of... Beans. Yeah, I'm a kind of guy who will steal a, an apple from a child after frightening the child. Children are taught not to speak to strangers. I come up. I'm a stranger. I look scary. I lean into it. He tells me what he's got, and I stab the apple and steal it, and then give him a look. And so that says a lot. That says a lot about that person. Yeah, the bean scene. and You you devolve into the fart after that or he farts and the fire gets bigger. But
0: still, the way he... I mean, the way he uses those beans.
1: (laughs) See, if he did that too much, then it would be dumb. It wouldn't work. (laughs) This is why Christopher Lloyd is perfect in that role. He finds right where it needs to be.
0: Yeah, it's right on the... It, it, he's not really even dancing the line between um, like coyingly sweet sort of slapsticky, even though, you know, he's got like a coal in his butt and he's like his butthole's burning and he's farting and he's, you know, hitting, he's like landing on the ground really hard. And it's the same thing we talked about with home alone. It's like, all of that stuff is like, if you added the that, you know, the whip, whoop 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 whip sounds like when he's falling. I mean, it would cheapen it. It's like, but have even a bit without of that. that, I think huh? there's
1: I think there's a scene in Home Alone where he does slip down the stairs and there's like a whoop added to it. But <laughs> yes, yeah, so if it's overdone.
0: Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Christopher Lloyd is the best. And even you're talking about.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I was pulling up this scene. All
0: right, go for it. Yeah.
1: It just, I mean, it, so much of it's visual. It's it's kind of ridiculous to play on our podcast, but like this is him just walking up and surveying the neighborhood. The music was good too. The score, the really,
0: really good. Who's the who's the, who does
1: the score? I don't know. Look it up. All right, I'm looking it up. Please. Kid's just rocking in his rocking chair with a Superman cape on in his yard. So he's like fenced in. It's his safe space. He's got his toys. He's got his swing set. Humming to himself. And then he sees the shadow of uh, a creature standing behind him. What would you think of being a child? That's scary. I know. So even that right there, the way uh, Christopher Lloyd looks at the kid, when the kid turns around and he he kind of uh, leans himself on the fence, Shifts his weight, tilts his head, gives the kid a smile. What's he, A uh, apple.
0: Ah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's like taunting the kid with it at this point. Keeps making eye contact, cutting it with his knife.
0: He like gives his eyebrows go up. <laughs>
1: And he just walks away and that's the end of it a very impactful nice. scene won me over right there that was the that was when i had my first favorite actor i never had a favorite actor before and i don't know if i've mm-hmm. had one since but christopher lloyd not that i would call a favorite still to this day because i don't tend to have favorites of anything it's too much of a commitment and
0: well what i mean there's and, a lot of nuance and things that come when you're older and <laughs> to say something yeah, it's like also, what is your favorite
1: yeah it's an emotional investment also and if you have you say you have a favorite, someone else is going to not like that, and it's going to be their least yeah. favorite, and then they're going to shit on it, and that feels like an attack because, like, hey, this I invested myself emotionally, so it's best to just avoid altogether.
0: Wow. Okay, so the guy uh, that composed his name's Jerry Goldsmith. Um, he did a ton of uh, Star Trek stuff.
1: All right, so he's won you over. You're in.
0: <laughs> well, he also did um, the new seasons of Picard. Ooh, he did *Nemesis*, which is a bad movie. Well, look, he's
1: there. He's he's their guy. So yeah. is the music bad? Do you watch these shows and think the music's bad? Oh,
0: oh, he did *How the Grinch Stole Christmas*, the two thousand version. Does that mean that's the yucky Grinch? That's the Jim Carrey Grinch?
1: Yeah, I think it's the one you hate.
0: Ew! Now I don't know what to think.
1: Again, he's just the guy. Who does the music? Yeah, he is did the music, *Star
0: Trek: Insurrection*.
1: Is the music good? He's not. He's he has nothing to do with.